What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you full of spoilers, thoughts, concerns, reviews, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello, hello, my moviegoers. How's everybody doing? Great. Hopefully everybody's ready because uh, it's going to be a spoilerful, uh, spoilerful uh, event here. Um, okay, so the movie that we're going to be reviewing today is going to be Screen 5. Yes. And honestly, I feel like the title the, the title kind of kills like people's anticipation of it already. Um, but no, just uh, so. Why? I don't know. Once you hear like five, you know, like. Yeah, it's beyond the trilogy. That's what I'm saying. So it's beyond the trilogy. So it's like I think it automatically gives it a very kind of negative, you know, start off point. I guess. Yeah. But I would say I really did enjoy this movie. Um, but let's go into it like little detail. Like you know me, I want to get into the details of it. So like the first, yes. the first one I thought was brilliant. The first scene was brilliant. I thought it was um, an homage to the original. To the original movie. There was a lot of a uh, lot of key moments. Now it wasn't a direct um, remake of that, but it was re- like you could see a lot of the Drew Barrymore conversations pieces yeah you know going on um like i like um what was the other one that happened with it so like i also like his the whole thing of overall what i loved about this movie because the whole reason um the whole reason um they made like you know this guy made this movie uh well, um I'm like sorry i'm blanking right now uh Wes craven mm-hmm. was kind of like i felt like he he made he wanted to make a movie that called out all scary movie tropes. Yeah. Like, he wanted to basically kind of, like, spoof the genre without making it a comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he wanted to call out all the tropes and, you know, but make a slasher movie, especially up to date. Because think about it, most slasher movies that we we really recall are from, like, 80s. Yeah. So this is, like, an early 90s kind of slasher, but it was, it was it made its own mark in, in you know, in that world. So what I liked about this one, it was that it went back to that, like, root hardcore. And I love that because, especially going back to the first conversation, where it, the, the, the just the conversation of, like, what's your favorite scary movie wasn't just something that's kind of, like, arbitrary. It was an actual discussion. Yeah. Where, you know, they, they were, like... She said it because I guess it, it mentioned a couple times in the movie where um, they were talking about the elevated horror. Yes. Which I get it. You know, you got uh, Jordan Peele's uh, Get Out. You have um, Invisible Man. You know, like you have all these different movies that are horror movies and are slashers, but they're they're dealing with more of more complexity of the people and the situation versus it just being a straight up we're going to kill you type movie. Yeah. And those are great. And I think that's what Modern day horror has become, you know, has started to become. But I like how this one just said it. Well, this ain't that. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't going to be that, which I like. You know, sometimes you got to go back to the original uh, concept of like horror movie, which is just, you know, somebody's going to get stabbed. Um, right. So that first scene was so good just because of the conversation, the, you it's, know, it set the a climax great, it, of it. It set a great tone for the rest of the movie. It did, and the brutality of it, and the, and the fact that I love the fact that... Is, is this the most body count? I don't think so. Compared to the other ones? No, I don't think it killed that many people. Because it didn't kill arbitrary people either. It didn't like kill like 
you know, random. Like, you only yeah. killed one additional pedestrian versus uh, that wasn't part of the original crew, which was the, the sheriff in the hospital. Yeah. That was the only additional person, I believe. It A killed. body that we saw as, as for that, for that thing. Yeah. The same thing that we've seen. Yeah. Like, cause but of, yeah. So, and well, hold on a second. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> one thing that I did, I did enjoy about it was, mm-hmm. um, so well, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, but we can backtrack a little bit. Um, in the original movie, uh, Jamie Kennedy's character talks about all the do's and don'ts of a horror movie. Yes. And steps to follow that and everything. Mm-hmm. In this one, they take it to a step further on reboots, sequels, legacy movies, uh, requels. They call them requels. Those are reboot sequels. Which I thought that was a brilliant And that monologue of, yeah. was beautiful. I thought it was a like, brilliant, brilliant way of breaking it down and like... Yeah, that's the kind of movie I want to watch. That's the kind of movie, yeah. and 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 that's something I liked about this movie. Um, that it was the villains were not just these two fans. It wasn't because I mean, yeah, you could say it was just these two fans that that went overboard. No, the villain was fans to all together. The toxic fans, whatever is like, where it's the toxic fandom. Yeah, where it's like the people were just so obsessed with the movie. Like, because what I liked about it was. There was certain things that I was able to kind of predict and certain processes that I was like, man, that would be interesting if it was this, that, or this. But what I liked about it was it literally, it wasn't that ending, but that was the ending the fans were trying to achieve. Yeah. Because remember I mentioned to you while we were watching it where it's like, man, can you imagine if it was um, the, 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 the daughter of Billy Loomis? But yeah. she's psychotic, so she maybe she didn't know she was doing all these murders. Um, which she was played by um, Melissa Barrera. Yeah. And I was I like, man, know. that would be such an interesting kind of twisted movie. What I loved about it was that was that's what me as a fan was, I was thinking about the fans in the movie. That's what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, snap. Like, you know. Um which that's what I'm saying. This movie was literally fan made in a sense. Yeah, it was. It was a love letter to the fans of the original, because mm-hmm. they they they. Un- that's a great thing about it is that they love the original in the movie. Mm-hmm. The fans they love the original. They put up with the sequels, but nobody it, like nobody could ever taint the original for them. Nobody could say something bad about. It. They're like gatekeepers. They felt like they were like the true gatekeepers. Of the original, like you can't get in unless you're a true fan, or reverse gatekeeping, like if you're a true fan, you can't like all the other ones or whatever it is. Well, it got to the point too at the end where it's like they showed clips of the new ones, and the new ones were just jokes. Like they were just yeah, they were so out of the realm of what the original was. Yeah, they weren't comedic or anything. And the funny thing is, I think it was because obviously they were at the movie they were talking about Scream Eight. Yeah, and obviously this movie's on Scream Five, so that basically means that they were. The people, like, they were referencing these movies in order to make, they were referencing the actual murders to reference in the movies. Yeah. But then when they ran out of material, they just started kind of going on their own, and they went to ridiculous levels. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um. So it was it was interesting. I, I liked all of it. Like, I mean, obviously, it kept you on your toes as far as who was who, who did it. Um. There was little. I like how they were trying to connect people back to the original. Oh, yeah, that was. Like the fact that the twins, right? The, the twins, twins were my favorite. Uh, the Jenny, Jamie Kennedy's 
uh, niece and nephew. Niece and nephew. They had, uh, and they even brought back the sister to to, to confirm that. Yeah, that was her mom. Oh yes, and then they had uh, Judy, Detective uh, De- Deputy Judy, which was part four, which I think she was Dewey's partner in part four, if I'm not mistaken. Was it that? She was somebody, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, she was. She was, yeah. I think she was Dewey's partner. Mm. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. So then they have Billy Loomis with with the main girls as the the dad. Which the de aging they did? I don't know if they did how much de aging, but they did a great. Yeah, he looked job. just like he looked like he did in the original. Yeah, kind of, yeah. There wasn't like that much of a difference. I was like, at first, I'm like, yo, they just took the clip from the movie and then just added him onto it. It's, it's kind of that feeling you got at first, but then you realize, no, that's actually him. He's talking. Yeah, that's what, and then so that's when you told me, like, no, he's in the movie. They just de I was like, fuck, they did a great fucking job. No, and then the um, I, I loved how they basically t- told because uh, like the, tr- the you know obviously the uh, Jamie Kennedy's uh, niece and nephew were the new Jamie Kennedy, right? They yeah. were like the mo- like the movie fanatics, savants. Yes, and they were like when they all got together and they all realized who's related to who. Yeah. And in reference to the original and, you know, whatever, who can be whatever. Um, the, there was a, a character named Wes where he was worried. Like, oh, man, should I be scared? And they were like, nah, the sequels don't matter. <laughs> the sequels don't matter. <laughs> but obviously that didn't that wasn't what happened. The only one that didn't have a connection was the girlfriend of one of the twins. I think that's the only one. Well, I mean, yeah. So but she was obviously. She was there as a suspect, and then she was there as a villain. I mean, as well, a, she was there as a suspect, and then villain, uh, and just as a because obviously victim. they were, yeah. Because I mean, a horror movie is only going to kill based like I think it should be the people you plot to kill yeah. are the legacies in a sense, right? But you should have a huge spray around that too. Like that's how it makes a horror movie good—the body count in a sense. Yeah. So it should have been a bigger body count when it comes to the spray of other people that were involved, like that got killed. Um, it's funny because I loved and hated who they revealed to be the killers. Yeah. I kind of suspected from the, like, not that I suspected. I just felt like, like, I felt that it was, it was so obvious. I just, it was so obvious. It did not feel that that's would be the answer. That's why I could, that's why I didn't give you that as a conclusion because it was so obvious. I didn't think that those, they were, you know. Yeah. They, Cause they threw hints out there. So I'm gonna cut into a moment. Obviously, we're spoiling. So go ahead. yeah. So there was a moment that um, they killed uh, Detective Judy and her son, mm-hmm. and the the sister comes up and she's like, "Oh, what happened?" Which one thing I didn't get was that she was it was daytime, and and she's like, "I have to go to my sister's to the hospital," which I think that's a small town, so I don't think it's far away. But it felt like she's been driving for hours mm-hmm. to get to her. So it's like nighttime. By the time she gets there, the guard gets killed. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Richie comes in to uh, the sister's like, Oh, the killer's there. Ghostface is there. Watch out. Richie comes in. The only thing the Ghostface killer does bumps him or punches him or cuts his arm, cuts his arm a little bit, but nothing to be fatal. But being that his main account, his main goal or the killer's main goal was to kill her or anybody that gets in the way, a small calm like he, she didn't do shit to him. And he didn't even try to defend. No, like he didn't. Do, Richie didn't do shit. The ghost didn't do nothing to Richie. I'm like, something's going on there. And well, and I questioned that for a second. For a quick second, I was like, 
is he involved? And I think that when I turned to him, I'm like, I think he's fucking involved. I think well, it wasn't it. just that. It was, he was the first person they pointed the finger at. He's like, it's always the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. It's always the boyfriend. Like, especially when he said, how long have you been together? Six months? Yeah, so you're, you're definitely the guy. You're definitely the guy. Um, but and so he wasn't easy. He was super easy. And then the, obviously the other part was, oh, I never watched a movie. Yeah. But then once he said he watched it, you could see him referencing like he was a huge fanboy. Yeah. That's how I should have he, he was dropping nuggets of knowledge. Yeah, like like he just watched it, but yeah, he is super knowledgeable on everything and critiquing like all these different things about it, like watching f- like literally videos about people talking about this. Yeah. Like it, it literally like a day he became, he, he supposedly just became this huge fanboy, which that should have been a red flag. The other red flag was that the Amanda thing, the, the Amber, sorry, Amber. Yeah, Amber. Where it was Amber's phone, it was Amber's window that they were trying to like pretend like they were about to jump into, and it was Amber's phone again that called somebody else. Yeah. So like those are different indications of like if it was Amber's phone for the first portion where they, she she got the phone call in the in the house, that's fine. But then the fact that um, the it sister was, got the sister Amber's got a call phone. again later in the movie was like. Okay, see, now, if they were to use it, like, why use the same phone number? So, like, if yeah. it would have been interesting, because, like, that, it wasn't her number that made, like, convinced that person to do anything. It was just her number. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot of indication that it was those people, but I guess it was so simple. And maybe that's, that maybe it's how they confused me, because it did confuse me. I didn't see that coming. Because we're pretty good on pointing out the killers. But like I think the, what it was, it was, for, it was just too easy. Those you, two characters. That you, you missed it. Kind of like it's almost like you didn't miss it, but it was like, nah, it can't be that way. Like, it, like it's so easy, you cannot think that that was it. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that you missed it. You'd be like, they're too easy. They're too easy of a choice that I'm just gonna look past it. Like the person that really couldn't, the, the 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 curveball for me was the sister, the little sister who got attacked because Tara. Yeah, because it was rare. One, she got attacked twice. I mean, but she got attacked the first time brutally. Oh yeah, and the killer had more than enough opportunity to kill her. Yeah, she didn't, and I found that very suspect because you don't really see that in those movies. They don't go through that whole process of trying to kill you and just leave you alive unless there's a reason. So obviously that's a red flag on that person. But then yeah. again, that was a whole point. Throw that red flag on on her throughout the movie, so that at the end, the guy automatically believed she that was, she, she was, was gonna- she was straight bait. To, to maneuver well, everything he, he never That was the one thing That changed the movie For Based on his plan Was that She didn't Suspect her sister So much that she would not Let her go Yeah Because the idea was That she was just gonna Leave her tied up Because You know Obviously leaving her alive And all these different situations Set that up To to believe like Oh well she has to be Part of this whole thing Yeah Because even Even after um, Amber reveals herself To be the killer she still didn't hurt the sister. The sister. No. no, she didn't. This is and they kept on leaving her alive, and that was the part that I was like confused about. But it was for the point of her suspecting that her sister was part of it. Yeah. So it was. It was like I said, the whole movie was actually really good, really intriguing. Confused me. It got me where, you know, I was losing suspects because I was just like, I did get something right though, because I got the suspects wrong, but I got the motive correct. Oh, yeah, you say they were fans of the movie. Yeah, somebody was trying to make a perfect sequel. Sequel, right? Because that's what it was. That's the whole, 
the reason I knew that is because they kept on referencing it as a movie. Um, and also when obviously, you know, the kill the part where they killed David Arquette's character. Um <laughs> No They were Fuck. they were fanboys when they did Yeah. They were like, you know, like they were they were in honor that they, they did that. Did you know mm-hmm. that in the original screen movie, Dewey was supposed to die? I believe that. He was intended to die in the first one. And he lived to go through five movies. Well, I think it was. Then die. I think that right. Like, again, to have somebody survive is rare. Obviously, in this one, the first one was so brutal that I can understand that. But I think it's cool when you have that. Because, like, for example, they kind of did it again uh, with the brother. Because he got cut up and he survived. Now, yeah. here's my question about this movie. Go. Is it a sequel? Or is it a passing of the torch? It is a passing of the torch. So that means that we should be seeing more scary so, movies coming out. Supposedly, the director wants to uh, wants to who uh, wants to head the helm of the screen movies from now. Yeah, he wants to start. Well, well, obviously, which is Wes Craven's no longer with us. Yeah. Um. Now the question is, because so that means that this is going to be the last time I think we're going to see, um, Courtney Cox and um. And Nev Campbell. I think that yes. that was the whole point is the passion. They send off. They're sending them off. And I think the story's gonna follow the two sisters now. Yeah. Which the part with the sister having the psychosis of seeing her father all the time mm-hmm. is gonna I be, see I, I think it's gonna trigger. Something. It's gonna be an interesting it's gonna be an interesting uh play for the for the next mo- next couple of movies. Yeah. Um I feel like it's gonna be a survival tactic until it becomes a weaponized tactic. Well, because right now... Not weaponized, whole, but, but from, like, victim to prey. And not to prey, to, to predator. Well, because when Nev Campbell killed the original killer, it was... She did it... She didn't really do it with much brutality, but she did it with a lot of fury. Yeah. But that was out of frustration and anger, right? This one doesn't feel like she feels it. She doesn't feel like... She, she was, was like channeling her dad. Yeah, she, she was... That was straight brutality. Yeah. Like, you know, she didn't even feel like, I don't think she even felt like she got betrayed. She just literally just, like, she wanted to let him have it, and she did. Yeah. Because that like, that's one thing I liked about the movie. It was very brutal. It wasn't just a stab, and that's it. Or it wasn't, like, some really creative way to kill somebody. No, it was just, like, the part where he stuck him in his neck, and it wasn't even in the middle of his, like, the side of his neck, and just, like. Literally the jugular. And you just saw the knife coming into one side and the other yeah. side, like, oh, like, or. The part where she's trying to kill the sister. They didn't even kill the sister, but like they broke literally, her ankle. Yeah, just like just brutal. I mean, it was the whole movie. That's like the whole movie was super raw when it comes to that. I hope the rest of the movies are like that. Like yeah. If you're gonna make it, make it raw. Like make it something where it's like it's not just I stab you in the back as you run away. Like make it no, a, like make everybody a fighter. Make everybody a fighter, regardless of their fight or not. You know, I if they that. die, they die brutally. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I agree with you. So I can't wait to see what the next movie is, but I obviously think all the characters are gonna gonna still play a part. Obviously, the twins I think are gonna be. Are they gonna continue? They're all just very interesting characters. I, you know what would be crazy, and this would be super off the wall because they said that they mm-hmm. when the two killers met, they met through Reddit, uh, like a Reddit sub yeah. subreddit of uh, the original stab movie. Yeah, and like, what happens if if it becomes like a cult? Like the just cult of the stab, the cult of the stab, like just super fans. That because they're on subreddit, they were talking about it. They were like, you know, they died. Let's continue their 
let's try to finish finish what they started. Well, I mean, now, because if this movie, because the whole point is this movie's going to get out. Well, the story's going to get out. The question is who's going to put it out there. But when they find out, think about the fans find out that Billy Loomis's daughter is alive. Yeah. Which the next, this story is going to bring it out. Um, that's going to cause a, that's going to cause a kerfuffle. going to cause a lot of people to, because think about it. I mean, like you said, people that are cultist fans of the original, if they find out that he had a daughter and now she's part of the new legacy of it. Oh, they're going to flip out. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm saying it's going to be like a cult, like a group of people just plotting somehow to enter their lives. And now the question is, are they going to break the genre of killers? Because that I know, wait, how many? Okay, so in every movie so far, there's been five. Yes. In part one, there was two. Part two, there was two. Part Three, I think there was one. That's why I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if it was just the one. I think it was one in part three, and then part four. I think there was two again. Is it two? That's I gotta look it up because I just remember the. Which that was a I, honestly like I, I didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. Part three, part four. Like I, I know people probably didn't like the part three one. Yeah, but I kind of liked it. I kind of like how it brought it back to the end. Like they they did follow all the, the classic, uh, you know. Uh, tr- uh, tropes Tropes Yeah Especially when it comes to Bringing it back to the original Yeah I love that I love that That that, that premise That story and everything else Um, But I just thought it was weird That it would just He was by himself Yeah we'll have to look it up But yeah For the most part I always think that They have to have two So the question yeah. is like, The next Let's movie see. is gonna be You have your quotes Let's get ready for some oh, quotes Always forget the quotes You always forget the quotes Always forget the quotes. Okay, hold on. I have I have one. I have two quotes. One is a quick one that that just because I thought of you when I said it, you already know what it is. Which one was it? All right, so I'm gonna set up the scene. So this in the moment in uh, this movie was when uh, Nev when the the kids were on the lunch room. I mean uh, the lunch table, mm-hmm. and they were chilling and then the girl goes like oh that's the guy i used to mess around with and he we're no longer together and this is what one of the twins what was his name uh chad he goes hey do you want to meet hobbs and shaw or he goes oh, yeah. hey fast hey fast <laughs> and the furious do you want to meet hobbs and shaw i thought that i fucking died i looked at you okay. and i fucking died that's it and i think besides that one and I don't even know if I could. Qu- I don't know if I want to say as a quote, mm. but her whole and I repeat it again. Her whole monologue on the requels and reboots and sequels, uh, parody that the people do or they try to come back with. Mindy Meeks Martin. Yes, was amazing. I can't even quote the whole thing. I'm just gonna leave it at that. But if we're gonna go a fast quote, it's gonna be like, "Hey Hobbs, hey uh, Fast and Furious, you want to meet Hobbs and Shaw?" <laughs> Um, I want. I wish I could like pull out this like really fast, but I did love the quote. My favorite quote was, um, the so when um, Mindy was laying on the couch and she's like, "I'm probably gonna," <laughs> she said, "I'm probably just gonna lay here, watch this movie, smoke some weed, and make out with Kim here." <laughs> and Kim, it's like, hey, just look look to the side and you see Kim just like 
Like she's down. Like <laughs> she's like, hey. she didn't do any, she didn't know anything about it, but she's down. Like I love that part. Oh man, <laughs> that's funny as shit. And let's get into the ratings. Let's. I give this. I'll start it off. I'll give this a three and a half, Nikki's. No, I think it deserves more. Uh, well, I'm giving it. No, I know, I know. But oh. I think it deserves more. All right. Four Nikki's. Four Nikki's. Four Nikki's. All right. There was a solidly good movie. Um, I really had no like, no, no real like issues with it. I think I think if it, it it matched everything perfect, I think it gave a a great send off to the original cast. Yeah. I, um, and I think it's a great premise for to continuation. Because I think think about it, nobody really wants this. Like a continuation is going to be something so hard to sell, but I think this one does it well. I just hope that they stick with it and it just becomes about these characters. And then all like you don't see Nev Campbell coming out like in another ten years. Yeah. For another movie, like nah, she played her part. She That's has it. her life. She's good to go. Yeah. No, I give it three and a half. I just, guess. just because I think is with with this, I felt that it it for a sequel, a legacy sequel, mm-hmm. and the way we talked about Ghostbusters, how great it was, mm-hmm. and. I'm comparing it what how what Ghostbuster did, even though I know they're two different genres, but what Ghostbuster did for to make that sequel or that legacy sequel as amazing as it is, mm-hmm. then I'm comparing it's like all right, what I feel they should have they could have done more into t- touching on either other characters from their other sequels to bring in to tie in other than just Judy and. And I know there's a few mentions here and there, but I feel like they had more characters they probably could have pulled that would have would have made the storyline better, or a little bit slightly better than it was as it is. But that's why I gave it three and a half. But um, oh wait, before we finish, I do want to. I think I thought of one last quote that I thought was very funny. So it was the part where they're kind of blaming each other, yeah, based and then explaining why. So um, somebody goes, I think it was a Dewey. Yeah, and then they're like, "Why?" And it's like you've been stabbed like nine times, all these different things. So everything that I reason, I I thought that he might have been the killer. Yeah. So he goes, "You've been stabbed nine times, you know. You're you know you're drunk. Your wife left you, and you don't whatever." And he goes, "Well, I think you're the killer." And he goes, "Why?" He's like, "Cause that cut deep." <laughs> <laughs> and he just stayed quiet after that. He goes, like, no, but he, but he nodded like. <laughs> Cause that cut, cause that cuts deep. <laughs> no, no, no. But when she was saying that, when he was yeah. like, "I think it's Dewey," and you saw him like nod a little bit, like, "Fuck that, that makes sense." Yeah. He goes. Then he was like, "I think you're the killer." Oh no, he he nodded when he when they they blamed the girl who brought him there. He yeah. Was, when she's like, "Well, you're this and you're that," he's like, "Hey, that's that's that's, that's a good one." <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episode from my mom's garage home theater edition. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook from my mom's garage or email us at fmmg.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, concerns, any movies you want us to suggest for us to review. And as always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week, guys.